This is professional wrestling legend, downtown Bruno, who is privileged enough to be on the Oversell Podcast. It is episode 97, and we are looking back at WWE Backlash and talking everything else in between. This is the Oversell Podcast! Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I'm Fred. And we are here <laughs> to talk some professional wrestling. We nailed the intro this week. It's the best intro we've had uh, in forever. <laughs> I just had to make that joke. Uh, it's good to have you guys here. If Joe's joining us, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We're at Oversell Podcast, Facebook.com. Slash Oversell Podcast. The website is OversellPod.com. And while you're there, check out the Amazon link right underneath the main player. There's no extra fees or hidden fees or anything like that. It's just you shopping on Amazon and helping out this podcast because we get a small kickback on anything sold through that link. Uh, Dan, where can folks follow you? I am Dangerous Dan Matthews on Facebook and at One Dangerous Dan on the Twitter, <laughs> which I barely use. Yeah, but, we got to get you, you know, better on the Twitter. I'm on, trying. On, on the Twitter. On the Twitter. Fred? Kayfabe Connection on Facebook. Kayfabe Connection on YouTube. There's all kinds of content being pushed out here as we speak. So uh, for the latest and greatest, go there. And then also on Twitter, at the letter K, F-A-B-E Connection. Awesome. Uh, we had some pay-per-view Sunday that um, I unfortunately... <laughs> After two softball games and working around the house and stuff, um, I fell asleep during. I don't know if that's a statement on the pay-per-view or not, uh, but from what I saw, I mean, it, it, it seemed like a, a, a good show. I wouldn't call it great. Yeah, um, good, not great. Perfect. But, you know, uh, they, they shit, they got a lot of talk about the WWE out there from the the neckbeards that are all upset because Jinder Mahal is now your WWE heavyweight champion. Do you have a crying baby soundbite at the Oversaw podcast? You know, all I've got is... Jesus! Or, and it's not this... Fucking bullshit! I mean, but I guess it kind of yeah. works with the Sheiky, but... Uh, yeah, man, uh, Jinder Mahal is now the WWE heavyweight champion. I love the fact that they went ahead and, and put it on him. I thought that I think it's a great decision. One because WWE has, uh, you know, they're going to be going into India here soon. So of course, you know, you want there's those shows are going to be sold out because Indian people love wrestling. Um, apparently, like I listened to Jinder Mahal on Jericho's podcast, and this is going to shock you, but not everyone in India knows who the great Kali is. So they're very into wrestling, and I think he's kind of transcendent. He's kind of like the rock over there now to where it's not just professional wrestling. It is, it, it is, he's just a, 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 a pop, pop culture icon over there now. What do you guys think of Jinder Mahal being our new heavyweight champion? You you can you can write that down into the book of things you never thought you'd hear yourself say. You know, um, started at three MB and now you're here. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, um, I I think it's fantastic. 
um, it was definitely a shocker when he pinned Randy last night. Um, it was definitely a shock to me the way that the match went, um, you know, and the psychology at the first of the match was kind of lost on me because I mean, Randy was literally taking all three dudes out and then all of a sudden Randy had two, two moves done to him and he was dead, you know? So that kind of was like, Whoa, wait a minute, you know, what's going on? You know, cause it was like, you know, for a solid 10 minutes, he was throwing the sing brothers around like they were, you know, rag dolls. And, uh, I said this on, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I, I said this multiple times on Facebook and I think it warrants me, me repeating it on the podcast here. Orton got Ken Kennedy fired for what he did to that sing brother onto that table. Preach, you know, and I, I, and he, as soon as he knew, as soon as he let go of that Singh brother, he knew that 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 Singh brother landed wrong. Because I mean, the the look on his face told the story about, okay, <laughs> you know, oh, I got screwed up there, you know. Yeah, so, and Dan, but, Dan, you, know. you, you can testify this in the world of professional wrestling. There is a lot of trust that goes into um, a match and taking care of your opponent and stuff like that. What was Randy, do you think Randy was saying to that guy backstage after the match? Uh, if, if, it, if he wasn't apologizing profusely over and over again and buying that guy a beer and dinner, um, <laughs> he, he, he should have been slapped senseless. <laughs> and it goes, uh, that, that Singh brother took one hell of a bump, man. And that, you know, I was surprised that guy was standing up at the end, to be honest, because it, it looked like he jackknifed right on the top of that table. And, and it, I mean, that was on the top of the, that wasn't even on top of the table. That was on top of the like cover that goes over the monitors that goes over the table. And, <laughs> and Fred, you harped so. on this on uh, your latest YouTube show, um, Orton for talking shit with Rip Rogers and all the stuff on social media to for him to say all this shit about it being dangerous or blah 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 or whatever I make millions of dollars and then he goes and drops a dude on the head what does that say about Randy Orton right um, you know Bret Hart admits it you've heard the soundbite over and over seen it in interviews the proudest moment in professional wrestling. For- or him, you would think would be capturing that winged eagle, but he, according to him, his proudest achievement is not hurting anyone. That's true. Um, yes, yes, yes. And you know, I'm not a wrestler, but that you nailed it on the head. That that's kind of the obvious thing is you, the goal. Even people like Matt Hardy and, and Edge, who hated each other, yeah, you, you cheated on his, you know, girl. Like this is like any other guy. You're gonna want to murder him. The same guy that you want to murder because you got cheated on, you have to protect inside of this squared circle. So, and those people are professionals. That's why they do it. But just senselessness like that. And then the face that he makes like, ooh, that yeah. face that he made after he flung that Singh brother is indicative of Randy Orton's career. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this this whole podcast to be a bash Randy Orton thing, but if we're on the topic... Um, that, that face he made, that's indicative of his entire career. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it reminds me of Booby Miles and Friday nights, uh, Friday night lights. All I got to do is show up. This is God given. 
Mm-hmm. This dude's <laughs> been on second gear for 10 years now. Yes. And yes, I don't great. take anything away from him. He is beyond talented. He like he does it so effortlessly, which key word effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows he's good and he can mail it in and he can be in second gear while everybody's in first gear. Um, he can get popped not once, not twice, but the three strike rule. And then WWE actually make a new rule for their wellness policy so that he doesn't get fired. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I understand you got to put the work in and he did put the work in, but many of the complaints from, from people the the people that want to hinder gender, <laughs> is that <laughs> he he was a jobber he he took the pin to El Torito in the WLC match he's paid his dues yep. what dues did Randy Orton pay like Jinder yeah. Mahal has been a professional wrestler for over a decade he has paid his dues so has Randy but Jinder's journey to, to the Maharaja like this moment compared to Randy just going into OVW look at speaking of OVW the breakfast club Cena, Orton, Batista, and Lesnar. And hey, Lesnar, before before you, and not only that, Dustin Five Star and Derek King were in that class as well. Just so you know, that's awesome, man. Shout out to <laughs> Memphis, man. Um, yep. but but they Lesnar had a rocket shot up his ass in 146 days. He was beating the Rock at SummerSlam. But Brock Lesnar's the greatest, and he's just a badass, and this, like. This is case in point that you can take someone and with the right booking and it has to be the right person, you know, they have to work, they have to be good on the mic. They can still develop what you're seeing gender. He seems passionate about it. Like he wants to improve, but you have this guy that's put in this moment that it's not like they just shot a rocket up his ass out of nowhere. He's been a professional wrestler for over a decade. You mouth breathers. (laughs) So we call them neck beards. Oh, I'm hot. Like, it's just so annoying. My whole thing, my whole thing with the Orton thing, um, you know, Orton, Orton has no business telling people, oh, I make a million dollars and go and do your indie shit. You know, he has no business doing that because he, he had a cup of coffee as a mid Carter at best. You know, he might've spent a year on the mid card, maybe. And you know, he came out of that OVW class. He spent a year on the mid card, and then all of a sudden, Evolution comes along. And I'd say he even spent less than a year on the mid card. You know, and Evolution comes along, and he's Triple H's boy from that moment on. And it's like you said, they rewrite the wellness policy for this guy. They did everything. They have broken their backs for Randy Orton yep. for whatever reason they see in him, you know, they see money in him, whatever it is, you know, and you know, the RKO out of nowhere. Yep. It gets over with me all the time. You know, uh, you know, I always wonder how he's going to work it into a match. Diamond cutter is you know, better. Diamond cutter always was better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and like the, the diamond cutter literally was, they were booking that for a while as a move that could be hit at any time when you least expect it. And they kind of gave yeah. DDP back then, like the, he was an innovator of offense in my opinion, because he was hitting all sorts of crazy ass moves. And like I said, the DDP, uh, the diamond cutter, man, I mean, out of nowhere, boom, match is over. Great stuff. Macho he, Man did the job for him. He was he was impressed with the diamond cutter so much. He did the job for DDP. Yep. I, I have I have an episode of I think it was WCW Thunder burned into my brain where it was Diamond Dallas Page versus the flock. 
and it was like everybody on the flock was jumping page and he had like seven different versions of the diamond cutter that he pulled out of his ass and was hitting everybody with (laughs) that's hilarious that's hilarious i mean i've got that burned into my brain where you know it's like you know kidman was behind him and he jumped on his back and like you know he slung kidman's legs back boom diamond cutter you know and then another guy jumped off the top rope and landed in a fireman's carry wheeled him around fireman cutter boom you know i mean just one after the other you know and you know that's what got ddp over and you know randy rode that you know bandwagon right on in with the rko so Mm. I'm curious to know what you guys think about this because we're on the topic of gender, you know, Orton's included. But um, I made a pretty hilarious post on my <laughs> my Twitter that had a left and a right picture, and I said the guy on the left is the new WWE champion, and you know the fan reaction is, oh, he doesn't deserve it. He he uses steroids, and then I had a picture of a very sweaty Intercontinental Champion Ultimate Warrior to the right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, crickets. and you know, it's, Fan it's reaction crickets and it's funny yep, yep. and it's funny because also the greatest, you know, in certain, some people's minds, the greatest professional wrestler of all time, Hulk Hogan. I mean, if you can't like a wrestler for liking steroids, you definitely cannot like Hulk Hogan because that man, I think he had steroids three times a day with each of his meals. Eat your steroids, 80s, yeah. say your prayers, brother. I'm taking in my vitamins, 80s, yeah. brother. <laughs> I got my vitamin A for anabolic. Yeah, brother. You know something, I, I little do. dude. <laughs> <laughs> say your prayers do with that needle. Does. This, though. I, I do have to say this about gender. He has a lot of symptoms of steroids, and it's hard not to notice. Yeah. You know? He's, he's got, got the, the WWE knee. championship. That's the main symptom. Yeah. Right? Well, he's got right. he's got the back knee for one thing. You know, I mean, he's got zits all over his back for some reason. I mean, and he'd sweat a lot working out. I mean, yeah, but still, that's you know, and, but you know, the point. He's not going to be the first that's ever done steroids in the WWE, and he's definitely not going to be the last. So, and the uh, person that like, he defeated for the belt had the rules changed for him. So because he was a pill head. <laughs> yep douchebag so you don't like drug addict champions but you do like i don't it's all confusing to me the criticisms because yeah. it's so hypocritical i think they i think they did the right thing having gender win because a it's bringing some attention like oh shit look who they just made the champion and also it paints smackdown as a anything can happen type show can i piggyback off that sir Go i'll ahead. make the point quick Go ahead. My back already hurts anyway, so go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so to piggy that was that's I was getting I was hoping for a beautiful segue like that. So thanks for the assist. So I'm sitting here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, I used to live down the street from Butler University. Go Bulldogs. I almost went to grad school there. I use a team like Butler as an example and make the analogy from sports over to wrestling. They're both sports, but you get what I'm saying. In the NCAA tournament, this is why I love it so much, anyone can win. Uh, Middle bumfuck Kentucky can beat Duke on a given game. Butler was a mid-major team that nobody ever heard of. The only thing that's known about Butler is, you know, the Hoosiers movie and the, the game that was actually played there in the 50s, which was what the movie was based off of. So Hinkle Fieldhouse people know, but Butler, who's Butler? And Butler... By the hair of their chinny-chin-chin, lost to Duke in the national championship. Then went back the next year. So 
they were right there. We've seen teams like George Mason and, you know, all these these mid-major Florida Gulf Coast, you know, that's what makes sports exciting. And depending on what sport you watch, I mean, you're not really going to get much surprise, but certain sports, that's the greatest thing about it is the upset, the underdog and seeing not seeing the same teams win over and over. I mean, look at the NBA. We're about to see the same two teams for three years straight. Who wants to watch that? So it's just like this thing with gender. Putting the belt on gender makes it more entertaining because, like they say, you know, uh, you expect the unexpected when it comes to wrestling. Now you can really believe that because the guy from 3MB is the WWE champion, not the fruit roll-up champion. The actual in the record books, and he's number 50, which makes it even better. He is the WWE champion. So anybody can win it at any time. It's not going to be the same three guys in the mix. And, you know, so. And you kind of got tell with that when even um, Jinder Mahal won that title chance during that, you know, that six, what was it, a six pack challenge? Yeah, and, and SmackDown. And, like, the people that were in it, none of them were former main event guys, so you knew whoever was going to come out of this match was going to be a made man. And it's just it's just incredible that, you know, Vince has the, uh, I'm going to say the balls to put the title on gender, you know, and take it off Orton. So we'll see where it goes. Um, I, I think it's good for SmackDown. It's going to be interesting to see how that what happens tonight. You know, he's doing his big celebration you know, hope maybe we'll get a Punjabi prison match out of it or something like Please, that. <laughs> where you can't see anything happening. <laughs> they used to sell a toy, um, a toy ring that was a Punjabi prison. Like, I really, I almost want to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Impress my friends at the next cocktail party I host. There you go. Yeah. Here's my Punjabi prison, full scale. <laughs> you know, you got your own house now. You can build one in your backyard. All you need is a shit ton of bamboo, right? I'm yeah. thinking you, you backyard Punjabi wrestling BPW. That's my uh, new fad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh nice! Oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, what do you guys think, uh, Kevin Owens and AJ Styles? I almost said Kevin Styles and AJ Owens. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. but what, what'd you think of those guys? That was no, a great I, match. Yeah. I mean, it, know, it was one of those that you really didn't right? care who won. You know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, it was it was great match front to back. You know, and uh, everything that everything that you wanted to happen in that match happened in that match, and of course it sets right up for an, a rematch. You know, with uh, AJ getting caught in the table on the outside. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's obviously setting up for a rematch. You know, maybe. Uh, when the with a stipulation in it, you know, almost like a false count anywhere or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, I had to put myself in check. I admit, you know, I own up to it. You have some of those moments where you're like, eh, I didn't really like the finish, and then you got to realize, well, they did that finish for a reason. So stop whining about it. You don't want to be the same whiny fan that you know we've been complaining about. But yeah, the finish, it, of course, it puts heat on Kevin Owens, which is great. Uh, both guys come out of it where they don't look weak. Like, you know, oh, AJ just laid down to Owens. They had a, they had an awesome match. Um, I, and I also didn't want to be that fan too, but I'm just, I'm going to do it. I don't like doing the compare game, but WWE kind of makes us 
because they have these takeovers the night before mm-hmm. their pay-per-view. And I'm sorry, but even like before TakeOver was even over, after Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne put on that performance, I knew there was nothing topping that this entire weekend. So maybe I'm biased. Maybe it was kind of the the lingering effects of seeing something like that. And then, of course, that 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 heel turn at the end of that tag team ladder match. Um, I was on such a high from NXT that it almost seemed like anything after that was just going to be like, Eh, you know, so yeah. maybe I'm just biased. <laughs> and yeah. then, did you did you catch talking smack after? Oh, absolutely. Uh, backlash with with uh, Kevin Owens just belittling Rosenberg. I was oh, laughing. Rosenberg. My ass oh man, and and I was <laughs> that makes thing. me that was made me so happy because I hate that fucking guy. I wish it was Sam Rollins. Oh, I miss boy. I miss yeah, it was I wish it was. Captain Einstein <laughs> head himself, Sam Roberts, because that guy's just a major fucking tools too. And he just he just came he just kept Jesus. coming back to the table over and over again. It's like you're new. You don't get to talk to me. I don't know who you are. <laughs> it, it was it like, went, oh yeah. Oh, I love yeah. when Kevin Lay Owens does that stuff when he was like, Hey, you're not Tom Phillips. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh let's I love it. We can stuff like that. Um, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan had a match. That was nice. Yeah, they, that was pretty much all you can say about that. <laughs> uh, I thought it was interesting they put Sami Zayn over Baron Corbin. Um, I guess Sami Zayn, I think Sami Zayn needed a win. Yeah. Um, but I, I th- still think Baron Corbin is primed maybe later this year to have a title run. I just, I, for some reason, I see it and they, I think they, they're going to pull the trigger maybe at the end of the year, probably Survivor Series, maybe December pay per view, something like that. Uh, the Usos defeated Brazongo and Tyler. That was a highly entertaining match. Tyler okay. Breeze that, as the that, that match played a role on the card. The but, Tyler Breeze and, you know. and 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 being undercover has to be one of, and, and Fandango not even recognizing him with the worst fake mustache I've ever seen and the worst bald cap <laughs> I've ever seen and the stuff when he was doing at the mop at the beginning uh, hilarious. Brazongo is one of the more entertaining things on SmackDown right now. I mean, you you might have the nerdiest of nerds because, like, I I have my friends over. Speaking of nerdiest of nerds, now nah, I love them. But we were watching the pay-per-view, and, you know, that spot with him dressed up like the grandma. Um, and I thought of it, too. But a couple of my buddies were like, dude, Chuck Taylor. Because in PWG, the running joke was that because, you know, Candace would work intergender stuff. And... You know, he Chuck's the Southern gentleman from Kentucky, and like he's not gonna put his hand on a woman. So like he finally like the payoff was him, you know, Norman Bates style, just had the gray wig on and a sundress, and he's like (laughs) beating the shit out of her and like (laughs) doing all kinds of flips into the crowd, like with this Uh on, like so it just channeled that and brought back happy PWG thoughts. So uh, I loved it; it was super entertaining. The the Law and Order spoof they do is just a oh, breath of chair. Like it's just so original and the, so creative. The fact that they do the noise that that is that is just <laughs> that is great. Uh, we got to see Shinsuke Nakamura make his debut on the main roster, and that dude has is the antithesis of charisma when it comes to Randy Orton. For Randy Orton is stiff promos or whatever like that. Nakamura doesn't even need to cut a promo. And he shows that he has 6,000 times more charisma than 
at this time at, during the card the WWE heavyweight champion. What did you guys I think agree. of Nakamura on the main roster? Is it bad to say that it was lackluster and it's, weird too? Because they hyped up his match, and Ziggler was like working a Super Cena match, like he was stomping a mud hole in his ass and walking it mm-hmm. dry. Like they did that, you know, storytelling in the ring. And I'm like, is that the story you want to tell for Nakamura? Like I understand he's not gonna Hogan him and you know, like no sell like Warrior or anything, but like. The match was just weird. And in the fact that it was on first, it made more sense after the show started. But, you know, they open it and you're like, oh, this is going to, you know, pipe the crowd in. And, you know, they're in Chicago and everything. Man, it's going to be a hot match. And it was just put together so weird. So for me, it was like kind of a miss. Maybe. You know, like that's just my take. And I'm a diehard Nakamura fan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was I, I liked it. Um you know what? I, what you just said though made me think back to uh, when WCW um, they had Berlin come in. They told Hacksaw Jim Duggan, "Hey, go out there, give him fifteen minutes, and make him look good." And Hacksaw Jim Duggan made just just started whooping his ass and started like Hacksaw Jim Duggan countered a fucking fireman's carry in that match. It was hilarious. <laughs> and the Berlin carry. Do you guys remember Berlin? Yeah, Alex Wright. Yeah, it, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. that that shit. Go back and look, you can look that up on YouTube. Hacksaw Jim Duggan burying Berlin, and the character just never got over. And so I guess the moral of the story is: don't tell Hacksaw Jim Duggan to go make someone look good. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, man! I, I, I'm gonna, I've got to bring a Hacksaw Jim Duggan story up from TCW, Jesus. which I'm pretty sure I've told before. Does uh. He comes out, he does his intro and everything, and they're, you know, he throws his two by four up in the air. He loses it in the lights. It comes down, hits him in the forehead, and knocks him out cold. Oh, man. <laughs> I can only imagine what was said after he left. Oh, that I cannot. Well, the, uh, and the announcer, uh, Tom Simon, got on the mic and he goes, Well, that's intermission. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Perfect. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, hey, uh, speaking of which, I think I'm going to be, just to throw a plug out there, I'm going to be working with a company, and you're going to have they're going to have some talent on our show here recently. But it's a new company starting in Memphis called Committed to Wrestling. And uh, we, as we get more information, we will go, I think there we are on Facebook. You can look them up, Committed to Wrestling. Just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, nice. What you guys, you want to talk a little bit of TakeOver? What do you guys think of it? Um, I did. I saw results. I didn't actually okay. watch it live, so you guys would be better off talking a little bit. <laughs> uh, I'll be brief. I won't. You know, don't have to do blow by blow, yeah, move yeah, by yeah, move. Yeah. I was on a high after that show. Yeah, it was like, one you could go back was and watch a couple times I, and still I, get it. It restored those childhood feelings. You know, when you see a really good show and like you can't sleep for a couple hours, you go. You know, you wake up the next day tired, and you're like, oh. The first thing I did when I woke up, one, was show my wife who, you know, she supports wrestling, but it's not like she's like, hey, let's watch TakeOver. Right. But I was showing non-wrestling fans the heel turn by Ciampa because, uh, and I don't like hyping things, that was was our barbershop moment. Yeah. That there hasn't been a heel turn as good as that since Seth Rollins and The Shield, and luckily I was in the building for that. 
But um, yeah, that that heel turn, him, you know, him, and I finally figured out what he was mouthing after the fact. But you know, this isn't our moment. This is my moment. And the look on Gargano's face when he realizes everything was executed perfectly. The psych out of the like the signature, the little you know takeover and the copyright logo. You know, mm-hmm. they do they fooled everybody because everybody's so smart and was like, oh, he's going to, you know, they're doing the curtain call and he's going to drop him in the ring. They <laughs> they got the production truck in, <laughs> involved in swerving everybody and right yep. at the last moment. And then that that pose like that picture is going to sell tons with him just sitting up indian style on the announce table looking down on gargano on the gurney with all the people helping him like that moment that freeze frame that like it it was it was so awesome and oh yeah you know rude and atami two people that i've been critical on you can't really diss atami uh because he's had injuries and whatnot but they put on a show. They yeah. put on a performance. Um, Roddy, Roddy and Eric Young, uh, Young were solid. And Roderick Strong is going to make some noise in NXT. And it, I, I know I'm going out on a limb, but Roderick Strong is going to be an <laughs> NXT champion. I, I would not doubt that for one minute. Um, I actually I drove Roddy from Memphis to Dyersburg. It's a two and a half hour ride. Oh, with, wow. uh, with JJ Dillon in the car. That's. Um, and got to, I got to listen to JJ talk nonstop for two and a half hours. I didn't have to ask the man anything. He just started talking and just just told stories and everything. And then on the way back, I got to talk to Roddy a little bit, which was kind of cool because JJ wasn't with us on the way back. But, um, you know, Roddy was a real cool guy, real cool cat to work with and everything. And, uh, you know, he I can't say enough good things about Roderick Strong. He He deserves where he's at. Isn't it crazy when you show a couple video packages how someone just gets over? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it it depends. Like, uh, they showed a lot of video packages for Sin Cara, and then he comes out and botches that that first (laughs) entrance. So it depends on what happens. He botches his entrance, yeah. Yeah, Well, he was over before he started botching. That's that's true. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, and I don't know about you. But everybody hypes up o- o- um, Omega and Okada, which, of course, that's match of the year. Dude, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate yes. might have something to say about that. Man, and it's it's great because we're getting, for a wrestling fan, like I, like I think we are, professional wrestling fan, you know, something like that just, it's like you said, it reignites your love for it. It's like you're watching WrestleMania 17 all over again. Yeah, man, just on a high, just buzzing from being excited about wrestling. Like it's that's why we watch it. Yeah, sometimes it pisses us off, but or if you're old like me, WrestleMania (laughs) seven. You know, WrestleMania WrestleMania six when we was wasn't that Hogan Warrior WrestleMania six and Mm then Edge was there. That yeah, that you know that's watching two superheroes go at it in the ring, man. That's something that wow. Yeah, it's it's just so those moments and we're not comparing like DIY to, you know, these guys, but just the feeling, I guess, that's restored with just being excited about wrestling and not being like, ugh, and just ending a pay-per-view like, ugh, oh, man, being tired the next day at work. Man, I stayed up to watch <laughs> Randy Orton with maggots, with maggots and cockroaches in the oh, ring. Like, really? <laughs> 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 oh, that's all. God. 
Well, let's talk. Let's move yeah. into um, some other wrestling out in the world. I've got the uh, updated um, scores so far for the best of the Super Juniors, and the way it's looking: Ricochet, Dragon Lee, Will Osprey, Marty Skrull, Tai Chi, all have four points, and that's in Block A. Takamichinoku and Hiromu Takahashi only have two points in Block A. And in Block a, B, you've got Tiger Mask, Volador Jr., ACH, all with two. And you've got Taguchi and El Desperado with four. I think it's been so far pretty good best of the Super Juniors tournament. Um, some some highlights for me, I love the match Taguchi had with Kanemaru where it both ended with them taking shots to the junk. <laughs> So you had the young lion or whatever they're called at the end of the ring putting an ice pack on Taguchi's junk, and he's just sitting there like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Fred, how far are you into the um, BOSJ? I'm caught up. Um, I'm a Marty Skrull fan, and I'm a believer. Like, I, I, I see him winning this. If, I definitely see him winning this. Do you watch this. it with Japanese commentary? Duh. Okay. Uh, how fu- how awesome is it that the commentators are even going whoop whoop? Right, I mean, hilarious. I can't believe I just did an Ellsworth and did the duh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's hilarious. Um, you know what? Always, I the thing that made me giggle, uh, not even laugh, but giggle is you know Kenny Omega when he was you know making a name for himself and he was in Bullet Club. The announcers saying Kenny Omega Gaga. Like, what? Why do they say it like that? Like, it's just so funny. It makes me giggle every time. Kenny Omega Gaga. Oh, that that is really <laughs> funny. Uh, so yeah, I think it's hyping up to be a pretty good time. My boy Sh- Koshida doesn't have any points yet. Kind of sucks. Bushi. Don't worry, he'll be in four minute matches on two hundred five live in no time. Yeah, brother. You, that yeah, um, William. <laughs> Well, William <laughs> William Regal and Robbie Brookside were at a round here recently out in uh, I think uh, I think uh, I, I'm not even going to try to that last name of or that name of the whatever gym they were at and Jushin Thunder Liger I think he's pretty much done in the tournament by now he has no points and this is his last BOSJ and you know that moment pardon me using saying that moment but. You know, when he was thanking the crowd after his last match, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, I got a little teary-eyed because Jushin Thunder Liger was like one of the first guys I remember that got me excited about cruiserweight wrestling. And to see him, him in person is a, is an absolute thrill, too. And, and then meeting him and everything, like, there's just certain people that, even for people that don't get starstruck or, you know, oh, it's just a guy, one leg, put their pants on one leg at a time. It's Thunder Liger's a legend, man, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, much respect to him. It is, it's, it's very sad to kind of see an end of an era kind of come to an end, but I mean, you can only work so many opening matches in new Japan and have the nostalgia run until it's like, okay, let's, um, appreciate everything from yesteryear. But yeah, it's kind of time to, to hang the boots up, you know? Yep. And, but still legendary. And I'm, I'm glad that I've gotten into new Japan to see him wrestle these last few months again. It's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, man. Sharing the love. Now if I can just get Dan to watch some New Japan. Yeah. Like I said, if they <laughs> make an app for the TV, yeah. you know. They they have some plans um, for not only live events, but uh, all sorts of um, – let me see if I can pull it up. New Japan. 
See, that's what kills me is like I have a Samsung smart TV. Freaking made in Japan, I'm sure. But <laughs> <laughs> you would think if if anything would have an app on it for New Japan, you know. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. To me, it kills me that they're not on the Apple TV. If they just need to get an Apple TV app, and uh, it would be so much better because. Uh, the way I watch it, Dan, and here's how you can do it, is you can get on New Japan World from your Xbox. Ah, okay. And then you can just watch the matches there, and it's just like watching it and then, you know, maximize it, and you've got watching it on your whatever size TV. Uh-huh. So there you go. Now there's no excuses. So when I do trivia and I try to stump you with 600 New Japan questions, you won't get destroyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're talking about, I can't find the actual quotes, but they're talking about moving into a whole realm. You know, we got a G1 special where they're going to crown the first ever IWGP United States champion in Los Angeles. Is that, when is that, Fred? Is that next month? That's uh, July uh, 1st and 2nd. So it's right at the smack dab at the beginning of July. I respect what they're doing, but that bell is hideous <laughs> it is yeah. so horrible looking well i hope cody is that the looks- one that looks like a boxing belt it looks like a rocky like something that like a rocky villain would have as like the the wbo blah 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 champion <laughs> like it's so just hey, yeah don't you dare talk about cody's new belt <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking either him or Elgin is gonna is that's gonna be the winner of I that s- belt. Dude, Cody Rhodes, he's the American Nightmare. Like, what a better way to, you know, better gimmick than than that. You know, the shirts too. Their shirts are gonna be sold at Hot Topic. Uh, so the Bucks and Cody Rhodes and Omega, they're gonna have their merch sold at, at select Hot Topic stores. So. You definitely want to make a name for that in the states. I mean, there you go, right there. Put the put that hideous U.S. belt on Cody Rhodes. Yep, I'm thinking that's a smart choice. I I just for some reason Michael Elgin's creeping around in the back of my head, winning that as well. Oh, Elgin's the man. He is. It's it's insane how over he is in Japan, and then he wrestles in, you know, in the states, and he's like. Eh. I saw him get two streamers in Toronto while carrying an American flag uh, draped over his back. <laughs> My wife was like, he's from here. Two streamers? Man, that's nuts. That is nuts. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find what the plan was for New Japan and what uh, I'll... I'll find it and maybe put it on our website or something. I have some I have some of that information. Let's see. I think I uh, think I just found it. Oh, look! It's all in Japanese. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Let's <laughs> see. Digital. They do have it. They are trying to find a di- new digital strategy. Um, discussion digital mode map and a goal of 100,000 subscribers to the New Japan World Service, which would make it Japan's largest streaming distribution service. Currently, it has 50,000. Yeah, yep. Uh, I was going to say too, New Japan, in terms of volume and numbers, just to put it in perspective, uh, they have around a fifth to a quarter of WWEs. Yep, and they're trying. They're going to have. Uh, they're going to try to uh, increase their live stream shows from not only New Japan but Ring of Honor, Rev Pro, and CMLL. So it'd be good to see 
them work together with those promotions. And speaking of British professional wrestling, Fred, you sent us today. They sent out the bracket for the Super Strong Style 16 tournament for Progress Wrestling. This is progress.com. It's like Oh what? my goodness! Seven progresswrestling dot com. Yeah, um, seven fifty a month or something like that. Seven fifty a month. Seven fifty a month, something like that for their streaming service. Yeah, this is yeah, this is progress. Is the streaming service uh, progresswrestling dot com is the website? But yeah, this is progress. Seven fifty a month. Um, it, it's just it. All of these people that you know, Pete Dunn and Mustache Mountain, and all these people that you're just now getting familiar with on the network, Zack Saber Jr., you know, the darling of the Indies, these are all guys. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, a guy who to me was the best heel, uh, longest reigning Progress champion, but was the best heel in the last to me in indie wrestling terms was the best heel in like the last ten years. Uh, and you got guys like Matt Riddle. And uh, Jeff Cobb, who are getting in the full two now with progress, so uh, it's 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 insane. It's so good, and the culture behind progress too. Um, there's a saying that Jim Smallman, uh, who's basically the Vince of progress, he opens up the show, and he's just such a likable dude. Like he's got tattoos and wears hats, and you know is very informal. Um, he got a lot of flack for wearing a suit at access from doing business with WWE. Um, cause he's not punk rock, but, uh, the thing before every progress show and he lets the crowd channel along with them is, um, the main, mainly the only rule in progress is don't be a dick. Oh, so, um, yeah, they're, they're very welcoming to all communities and all people and all fans. And, and it's just a good feel, good community vibe. I'm out of progress. So, yeah, it is worth every penny of the 750. You know, here's a name that sticks out to me in this super strong style tournament because we have actually had him on our show, but this is a big opportunity for David Starr. Absolutely. He, and he's going to be wrestling a guy of worldwide renown in Zack Sabre Jr. in the first round. Uh, you got Jack Sexsmith taking on Zach Gibson, Jimmy Havoc and Travis Banks, Mark Andrews versus Flamita, Tyler Bate, former WWE UK champion, taking on Pastor William Ever, Mark Haskins versus Flash Morgan Webster, Matt Riddle, hey bro, taking on Trent Seven, and Jeff Cobb, <laughs> Matanza taking on Nathan Cruz. Dan, have you gotten far enough in um, Lucha Underground to see Matanza? Was he the one with the pinstripe tights? <laughs> no, he's or the was one. Was that another one? He's the one that looks like he, um, like the Wyatt family kicked him out because he was too violent. Uh, he wears a black mask and he basically has, uh, he's kind of like has the outfit of Eric Rowan. Okay. He I ha- haven't gotten to that point okay. yet. He comes in in the second season and boy, does he make a fucking impact. And it, when I watch, I remember, I remember watching when he debuted, I'm like, that's how you debut a fucking monster in a promotion. You have him come out, whoop every person in the match's ass, and then he and then let him win. I mean, you know, we don't have. I don't. We can try to keep it kind of spoiler free for Dan, but Fred's when you first saw Matanza and Lucha Underground, what were your thoughts? Uh, he's Kane two point It's just a super intimidating, menacing person that. Like some people, they're just trying too hard. Um, 
Matanza is not one of them. That's not a dude like, here's a mask. Be scary now. And he and it's funny because he's such a sweetheart of a person mm-hmm. uh, when you meet him. But he sells the breathing. Like I'm a big horror movie buff, so the breathing is like you know Jason esque, mm-hmm. um, very horror movie like the breathing and just the sound, and the, you know, just everything, uh, the the total package. And in you see him work on the the indies without the mask, he can do the whole you know um, humble, uh, but uh, you know just a monster is in terms of in the ring. But the character of a monster, easy. Like he's he he's nailed it. Um, yeah, very Kane esque, Jeff Cobb. Yeah, you uh, Dan. When he debuts, you're gonna be like, "Holy shit, this guy is fucking insane." That yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I wish season. I'm ready for season three to come back. Hopefully, they come back and start picking up a lot of steam where they lost. That they lost in season three. It's kind of kind of weird. But hey, you get to see Paul London wrestling Lucha Underground. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to laugh at that as a Paul London joke. <laughs> Isn't he black? Well, I mean, do we have a running gag on Paul London that I don't know about? No, it's just Paul London. I mean, it's supposed oh, okay. to, it's just Paul London. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, I, that wasn't funny. Sorry folks. I I have a I, <laughs> I have a bad sense of humor for those listening. They're probably yeah. thinking like, "What what does this dude have against Paul London?" <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. All yeah, right, I, I, I've suddenly found out you have the thing for Paul London. I don't know. I, I actually, I really enjoy him in Lucha Underground. He, he's just a insane character. I don't, I don't get what he is, but it's it's just fucking weird and cool. It's kind of like Bray Wyatt, but even zanier. Right. Hey, speaking of characters, we got some breaking news here via uh, pro wrestling sheet. Oh, Ryan Satin. So this will put the this will put the people. We need like sirens or something. Do, 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 do. Uh, <laughs> all, I've, all I've got so, is this. There you go. It's news time, <laughs> folks. You heard Iron Sheik. It's time for Oversell News. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's legendary. So apparently there's been emails released by a fellow named Ed Nordholm in which he claims WWE said that they don't want to get involved in talks with Impact for Broken Universe trademarks. So they got the emails kind of blacked out in the from field in the email, but um, the at being WWEcorp.com. And it said, I talked with the team internally and the rumors are just that. No interest on our end in getting involved. Any info out there to the contrary definitely isn't coming from us. Let me know if I can provide other info. So this whole hot take was, oh, you know, we want the broken hardies in WWE and TNA are just shitty and they're not letting them do it. And that seems to be the case when you see like Rebby Sky and stuff tweeting. But evidently, I mean, yeah, they're they're playing hardball, obviously, with um with the Hardys for, you know, just not wanting any likeness at all on WWE. But in terms of like people thinking that, Oh, WWE is trying to pay them off or settle so that they can have the broken Hardys in WWE. Apparently, according to this source, that seems to be false. Um, for all the heartbroken people that, that are bummed because, you know, broken Hardy and brother, you know, Nero are no more. All I have to say for you, if you're bummed out about that and you're like, why not? Why can't we have the broken hardies in WWE? All I have to say, go back and watch House of Horrors and you'll know why I am not upset about it. <laughs> House of Horrors match was so horrible. But yet, Randy Orton is fucking over and, you know, dive. 
that doo doo fridge that he got pinned by is more over. Fuck! <laughs> fridge with doo doo all over it. Doo doo, it's a doo doo fridge. Doo doo fridge. Hashtag doo doo fridge. Hash, let's get it. Let's get it trending, folks. Let's if you're get it trending, hashtag doo doo fridge. Doo doo fridge. Well, uh, anything else you guys want to bring up, Dan? You got any local stories you want to tell out there for wrestling? Uh, we had our uh, collision course. Uh, the main event got changed uh, for NWA Smoky Mountain uh, over here in uh, Kingsport, Tennessee. Uh, our main event changed because uh, Ryback actually got hurt. Um, and for the past like month or so, he's had like three arm surgeries. Um something about his bicep or something or his elbow maybe. Uh, but he's had about three different surgeries on his arm. So he wasn't going, you know, to have a match or anything. And, uh, so, <clears throat> um, Ryback did appear and do, uh, autographs, uh, for a time for the intermission. And before the show, he did, uh, VIP meet and greets and stuff. So, um, you know, he still showed up He and a uh, real cool guy, you know, and, uh, you know, I got to say hi because he was buddies with Bruno and everything. So I got to say hi to, you know, Ryback and say, tell him, Hey, Bruno says hi. And, you know, Ryback goes, Oh man, I love Bruno. And, you know, goes back to, Hey, everybody loves Bruno. If you don't love Bruno, you need to get checked. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, <clears throat> Her, but anyway, Hervina, um, for those that don't know yeah. who we're talking about. Yeah, Hervina or Harvey Whippleman, WWE. Uh, <laughs> so, but anyway, um, we this card was awesome from top to bottom. I have yet to see NWA Smoky Mountain fail to deliver at a show. I mean, like, the talent is so on cue with everything. Uh, very, very few miscues. Very, very few missed spots. You know, um you know, if, if somebody gets hurt, you actually have a hard time telling, you know, how they got hurt, which is the way it should be. Um, you know, cause I, there's been a couple of times where, you know, a guy doesn't move and it, he's slow to get up and I'm kind of even wondering, you know, is he okay? Cause you know, I'm former worker for seven years. It's hard, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to tell if these guys are okay. And, uh, you know, which is, you know, it, it, it's a testament to their work, you know? So, <clears throat> But uh, we uh, we got new Smoky Mountain NWA Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champions, uh, the Jones Boys. Uh, they finished up the Model City Classic Tag Team Tournament against the Savages, I believe, and uh, ended up pinning them. And uh, before the match happened, they were actually made uh, advocates for autism. Uh, adv advocates for fighting autism. There was a, a referee that's uh, one of our uh, uh, advocates for fighting autism over here, and he made them honorary advocates for fighting autism and everything. So the Jones boys are going to get uh, go around and do some publicity for fighting autism, which is pretty cool. And uh, but uh, they had their match. They won that, and uh, before that, during the presentation for their advocate awards. Um, you know, the, the, uh, owner, uh, Tony Givens, he actually said, you know, Hey, uh, whoever wins this is now going to be the new NWA Smoky Mountain tag team champions. And we'll have a presentation of the new belts next month. So 
uh, next month we get to see the new NWA Smoky Mountain Tag Titles, and we've already got our champions. So that's pretty cool. Um, White Mike. It's is the most hilarious gimmick I have ever seen in my freaking life. Um, <laughs> and if I can find the clip, I'll post it on my Facebook page because it is absolutely hysterical. He, there was We had a Smoky Mountain Rumble to kick off the show. It was a 15-man elimination rumble. It wasn't an over-the-top rope battle royal. It was an elimination. You had to get pinned or you had to submit to be eliminated. Um, <clears throat> and it wound up at the end, White Mike was the winner of the rumble. Well, Jason Kincaid had an open challenge for the night. He did not have an opponent. So Jason Kincaid, some Barney rap music, and I mean purple dinosaur Barney. I don't mean... <laughs> I don't mean like, uh, you know, cartoon character from Flintstones Barney. I mean purple dinosaur Barney. Uh, some rap music that's Barney-esque starts playing. And Jason Kincaid walked out with Barney. Uh, you know, and I, I, I was kind of like flustered and everything. <laughs> and I'm, I'm the one announcing the show. I had no idea this was happening. You know, so Jason Kincaid walks out, and he's got an open challenge. Well, he wants to challenge White Mike, who was the winner of the Smoky Mountain Rumble and everything. And they proceed to have a match and all and, you know, do their thing and had a hell of a match. Hell of a match. Uh, you know, anytime you get to see Jason Kincaid wrestle, it's always going to be a hell of a match. Because um, Kincaid's actually working for Evolve now. So, <clears throat> you know, he's stepped up his game even more than what he used to. So, but anyway, uh, they had their match, and Kincaid actually beat White Mike. You know, uh, show of respect at the end of the match. So they were shaking hands and stuff. So everybody had uh, everybody had fun in that with that with those first two matches and everything. Um, we had our tag match. We had our NWA Smoky Mountain Empire Championship match. Um, I'm I may be saying this guy's this guy's name James Drake. That's that's who it was. James Drake um, was taking on Toby Farley, who's the current champion. Um, who it seems like whoever they bring in to try to take out Toby or take on Toby, I should say. There's not really a vendetta against Toby from anybody in the company or anything like that. But it seems like Toby is just always taking on these massive, tough opponents and you know, they'll get into kicking contests where they, you know, they each start sitting down and kicking each other in the back, you know, and taking turns kicking each other in the back or taking each other, taking turns headbutting one another or forearm, forearming one another and just, just seeing who can last the longest. And uh, Toby is legit one of the toughest guys I've ever seen take all these hits and just keep going. Um, you know, there's there's been a couple of times when, you know, I'll, I'll sit here and I'll watch these kicking contests and I'm just kind of shaking my head just like, man, glad I'm not in it anymore because <laughs> if that's what they're doing now, holy crap. Uh, <clears throat> Very cool. Uh, we had NWA U.S. Tag Team, uh, US tag team uh, Championship match. The Heat Seekers, uh, Matt Sigmund and Elliot Russell, who've held this the NWA U.S. Tag Titles for fairly long while i'm not sure sure how long but i know they've had them for a pretty good long while uh they took on a team called the ugly ducklings and these guys are a fun <laughs> tag team okay you gotta look them up on youtube 
because exactly. it, I cannot explain the gimmick to you. All I can really do is tell you that these guys come out quacking and the crowd quacks with them. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to look it up. The kid, the kids love it. I mean, the kids love these guys and they come out and they, they, they just go quack, 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 you know, and they, they just bring the house down every time they've got a, they've got a manager named coach Mikey. And the funny part is that the two guys that are in the tag team, they look like they might weigh a buck 50, a buck 60, a buck 80 soaking wet. Coach Mikey looks like he weighs about 300 pounds. So (laughs) (laughs) that's their, um, you know, it's, it's, and you, and you talk about guys that will get out and sell gimmicks during the intermission Every now and then you hear quack, quack, quack over in the corner and you know who exactly it is. It's the ugly ducking ducklings and they're over there selling t-shirts, you know, and, and it'll happen four or five, six times during intermission, a quack channel breakout. So, <clears throat> well, um, but they, the heat seekers actually lost the NWA us tag team titles to the ugly ducklings. And one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen live. Hmm. It was awesome. Front to back. Um, it's on. We do have a streaming service, NWA Smoky Mountain. Um, I want to say it's NWA Smoky Mountain TV. Uh, I'm sure if you searched it on YouTube, you could find it. Um, I think we actually got off of YouTube, though, because uh, they stopped paying for having wrestling on. Um, and it, they recategorize wrestling or something to where people can't make any money off of streaming services on YouTube now. So you know industry screwing up stuff so um but anyway um final match of the night was anthony henry versus chase owens for the nwa southeastern heavyweight title uh that was a hell of a match um there was a lot going on outside the ring um where anthony henry took exception to some of the uh young fans that were sitting right next to me and I actually got hit in the back of the head with a guardrail because Anthony Whoa. Henry got mad and started shaking the guardrail. So I took a I took a piece of the guardrail to the back of the head and didn't appreciate it, but <laughs> <laughs> I got up and I rolled with it, you know. So, uh, but anyway, um, and then one of the to to make matters even better, uh, one of the uh, young girls that was actually antagonizing Anthony Henry actually slapped Anthony Henry across his face. <laughs> Um, and she couldn't have been more than 10. <laughs> so, but, uh, hell of a match there too. Uh, Chase Owens, um, you know, I hear in a lot of the closed groups that I'm in, I, I hear a lot of people complain about Chase Owens, almost like he's the Virgil of the bullet club when he's in new Japan. Is, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I you guys watch new, you guys watch new japan and i don't is there any truth to that really i don't he's, i don't know i have i've only seen him once or twice since i've yeah, been watching he's kind of a forgotten member he's almost as forgotten as jeff jarrett yeah that yeah 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 it's more what more hangman you get the the lesser known bullet club guy they use the most is hangman page okay so he's not t- on the bottom he's not virgil status really no no he's not horace hogan (laughs) (laughs) okay well that makes sense then so but anyway he still he still plays it up like he's part of the bullet club comes out and you know telling everybody you know suck it or whatever and uh 
you know, he, he, he plays it to the hilt, you know, and, uh, Chase is a real good worker. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if his work gets over as well in new Japan as it does over here, but you know, he's a real good worker, you know, and he, he knows all about timing and, you know, when to do stuff. And, you know, his matches seem flawless to me, really, you know, the ones that I've seen so far. So, but uh, that's pretty much the NWA Smoky Mountain Collision Course event in a nutshell. Cool. That's hey, awesome stuff, Fred, man. anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Yeah, absolutely. One, I got to make it down to Memphis to uh, to eat some barbecue and go see some wrestling. But this is taken from Triple H's Twitter today, uh, six hours ago to be exact. The announcement, uh, Triple H tweeted out, a tournament with top female talent from around the world is the next stage of the women's evolution, WWE, July 13th and 14th from Full Sail, the May Young Classic. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. Tickets for the May Young Classic go on sale 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Friday at NXTTickets.com. We're talking to you, Shaggy. You better be there. Uh, (laughs) Man, I'm so excited for this. There were some people that were saying certain women were left off the list. I haven't seen a list. So if anybody has that list at the letter K, if you be connection, I'd love to see it if it actually exists. Um, but man, I mean, you're going to see people like, you know, Kimberly and Candice LeRae and Tessa Blanchard and just all these shining stars that you've, you've been watching for several years now really get that shine um, that they deserve. So I'm really hoping the right people get in that tournament and, um, I mean, it's going to be CWC-level excitement on my end, so I'm really looking forward to that. So just wanted to throw that out there. And, you know, thought the name was cool and fitting, and I'm, I'm just really excited for that. So, Me too, they especially. Leva Bates in there somewhere. Leva Bates, right? Andrea, or whatever they're calling her now. I think she's like Mary-Kate Duggan or something like that. I think she's <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what long she, lost daughter of hacksaw. Yeah, right. Some, they're, they're giving her. She wasn't Andrea, but I really hope she is. Some quick. Oh, here's some quick. If you go to Revy Hardy's um, Twitter, uh, this started 27 minutes ago. Get ready for more BS, guys. Somebody said um, she retweeted PWI Insider. Inaccurate. Our attorney bills say otherwise, and can act as cute as a cute little log too. What are they trying to prove, and to whom? Y'all are a joke, and in that aspect alone, you already lost, but we can and will make the L official, my dude, at Ed Nordholm, no cred, Ed. Long story short, TNA tried a literal sales pitch on WWE, re-hashtag broken gimmick, which isn't legally theirs, and they said, lols, yeah, no thanks. Anthem mad because WWE didn't fall for their offensive money grab. That type of business, in quotations, is right on par with at real Jeff Jarrett gold scam. I just think it's cute that TNA feels the need to prove, in quotations, themselves to randoms on the internet. Know why we don't bother? Because it's all coming out in court, honey. From the attorneys we hired back in March, where are those logs, in quotations. Oh, and you might want to try spamming dirt sheets with the actual final version of that contract if you're going to break confidentiality. But hey, that's cool. Something else we'll add to the list of offenses. Thanks. Should we release the phone calls? I kind of want to release the phone calls now since we play in Petty, apparently. So, uh, the Twitter account. Wow. Yeah. Ribby, man. Ribby, well, Ribby, you know, Ribby's, uh, Ribby's a stay-at-home mom now. She's got time on her hands. So, uh, shoot, I don't shoot, think you want to make, shoot. you know, yeah, I don't think you want to make Ribby mad and give her something constructive to do because... <laughs> okay. 
All right. She's well, probably going to. Lawyers will be deleted. Delete. Yes. Delete. Delete. <laughs> delete. Delete. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have a trivia segment. Then we'll do Superstar of the Week. You've been listening to the Oversell Podcast. Can you feel it, sir? It's time for a little bit of oh it feels so good to hear that after the past couple of weeks with no trivia segment welcome back everybody joining us for this week's trivia segment of course we've got dan but he is the editor-in-chief and he's also the winner of the ms lookalike contest ryan drosty (laughs) <laughs> My God, I've never heard that one before. You I'm don't run with that. You, I don't think you look anything like the Miz. It's just I was going to say Mike <laughs> Glennon, but you don't have a big enough neck for that. I got too much hair to be Mike Glennon. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> Folks, this week for trivia, we've got Dan taking on Ryan. So it's kind of like a Dan. You got to represent the Oversell Podcast here against the Top Rope Nation Podcast. Uh, the way it's going to yeah, work. No pressure. The way it's going to work is we're going to for for you listening at home. Uh, there's going to be two rounds, three questions per round. They're each going to have three point values, 5, 10, and 15, to use once per round. Um, also, we're going to have a halftime question that is going to be worth 20 points total. And then the final question is going to you can wager whatever points you have. So you could also lose those points. That's why it's called a wager. I don't know why I have to explain what a wager is to people, but I feel like I do. Folks. This is our trivia segment. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I will ask the question first. You can pick the point value, and then um, when one of you has the answer you think, you can say, I'm locked in, and the other person can talk it out, so you don't have to worry about giving your opponent the answer. Does everything make sense? So is each question, we're both answering the same question? Yes, correct. Okay, all right. So one of you can say, I'm locked in, so the other person can talk it out. Once you're locked in, you can't change your answer. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Dan, you good? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) Round one, question one. Who did Jerry Lawler beat on May 9th, 1988 to win the AWA title? Hmm. Okay. I got got one I'll go with. I'm not real confident. Okay. How many points you put on it? I'm locked in. Okay. Dan, how many points you putting on it? Um, I'll put 10. 10. Ryan, how many? I'll, I'll go with five. Okay. Dan, you locked in. Who would you say? Kurt Henning. Ryan? I was actually also going to say Kurt Henning, but I wasn't confident about it. Maybe I should have wagered more. The correct answer is Kurt Henning. Very good, guys. Very good. So, uh, Ryan, you got five for that one. Dan, ten. Score is ten to five so far. Next question. Round one, question two. Who was in the bunny costume in the barroom brawl match at Vengeance 2003? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Did y'all want to <laughs> wanted to save the five for that one, huh, Ryan? <laughs> that, yeah, that was a bad decision on my part. <laughs> <laughs> 2003, Vengeance, 2000. Can I? Okay, the barroom row. Yep. A horrible match. Just a horrible match. 
Oh. Well, I'm definitely going 10 on this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Ah, uh, golly. Yeah, I'm definitely going five. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'll, right, I'll, I'll go I'm, with I'll go with one. I got one. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, I got one too. <laughs> okay. What are you guys answering? We'll start with Ryan. Uh, yeah, I'll go with uh, JBL John Layfield. JBL Dan saying? I'll go with Zach Ryder. The correct answer is Damian Sandow. Damien oh, Yeah, yeah, he was the bunny. It's crazy that he's been along around that long, but he was in the bunny costume at the barroom brawl match in Vengeance 2003. Wow, wow. I would not have guessed that. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, you're both going to be using your big boy on this one. Um, so round one, question three. Who was the first WCW cruiserweight champion? So mm. 15, okay. Oh man, let's see. Okay, I'm locked in. Okay, all right. You, you ready, Ryan? You can talk it out if you need to yeah. in your head. Okay, Dan, what'd you say? I'll go with Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Did they have like two versions of this title? I'm trying to remember. Not from what uh, I, not from my research. Okay. Who'd you um, say, Ryan? I'll go with uh, Malenko. Dean Malenko. The correct answer is Brian Pillman. Oh, that's Brian was, Pillman. I man. thought they had like a title in the early '90s, and then they got rid of it and they brought it back. That's what I wasn't sure about. Brian, flying Brian Pillman. That's that's for my. Re- I researched all these questions. Unlike the last time, I tried to do trivia with Ryan, and apparently <laughs> everything was all fucked up. And yeah, all yeah. right. So, for this halftime question, there are five wrestlers who have wrestled in the Tokyo Dome and WrestleMania in the same calendar year. For four point each, I want you to name those wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will give you a hint for this question. There is a tag team in this. Okay. Who's going first? Uh, if you one of y'all wants to lock in first and the other one can think it out. I'll, or... I'll lock in on one. Okay. Let me know when you'll have yeah, I'll five. lock in too. Okay. Uh, Ryan, who's your five? Oh, all five right at once. So I'm thinking AJ Styles, obviously, is one. Uh, the Road Warriors. Is that the tag team? Maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I knew AJ. That's what I locked in right away. The yeah. other three, I'm, I'm going to have to think for a second here. Okay. Uh, okay. AJ, the Road Warrior, Warriors, uh, Tokyo Domes. This can go back to the 90s. Um, hmm. Definitely wouldn't be Vader. Because they've been running the Tokyo Dome for a long while. Yep, well, this yep. goes back before the Wrestle Kingdom gimmick, right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Road Warriors, Styles. Um, 
possibly. Hmm. Well, no, Vader wouldn't have done it because he went to WCW. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Um, man, this is tough. Yeah. You said five, and then the, the tag team only counts as one, right? No, the tag team does count as two people. Oh, so if it was so you've named, wars, that'd be so three. You've named, you've named three people so far. Okay. Man, I'm drawing a blank. I, I wanted to say, like, Harley Race, possibly, going back to the 80s, but not sure on that. Um, Dynamite? I don't know. I'll go with those five people. Okay, so who, you said AJ Styles, the Road Warriors, Kid Dynamite, and who was the last one? Um... Well, I was saying Harley Race, but oh. I don't think it goes back that that far. Probably. Okay, so you're saying race. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. That's tough. I thought this was a fun question, Dan. Who's your five? Um, I'll say Hulk Hogan. Uh, AJ Styles. I'll say the Steiner brothers for the tag team. And. Hmm. One more, one more, one more. Um, man, just one. Um, <laughs> it's only one professional wrestler, man. <laughs> I know. Out of out of the thousands it, and you know? thousands. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, Brock Lesnar. All right. The correct answers are the Steiner brothers. Oh, I the, knew at the minute he said it that the, that was probably right. The Steiner brothers faced the Hellraisers for the IWGP Tag Team Championship on July 4th, 1993, and then faced the Head Shrinkers at WrestleMania 9. The next correct answer, and Ryan, I felt so bad, but Vader. Oh, my God. It was Vader. <laughs> Big Van wow. Vader took on Antonio Noki on January 4th, 1996, and then joined up with Owen Hart and the British Bulldog to take on Ahmed Johnson, Jake Roberts, and Yokozuna in the opening tag team match of WrestleMania 12. That's right. The next one, Chris Benoit as Quir- yeah. Wild Pegasus took on Tenzin uh, January 4th, 2000, before joining the WWF facing Kurt Angle and Chris Jericho and winning the WWF Intercontinental title in a two-fall two triple threat main event at WrestleMania 2000. And then, of course, AJ Styles. So Ryan got five points there. Dan got ten. The Steiner Brothers pull was pretty fucking incredible, Dan. Good job. <laughs> well, I, I knew the Steiner Brothers had wrestled Tokyo Dome before. Well, that is quite impressive. So going after the halftime question, it is Dan at 20 points. Ryan at 10 points. Same thing for round two. You got three um, three values, 5, 10, 15. Use them once. We'll start with question one. Dan, you're probably not going to get this right, and if you do, I'll be impressed. But <laughs> who were the first four members of the Bullet Club? Hmm. 
You may. Uh, I, know, Ron, I know three right off the bat, but I gotta <laughs> gotta think about it. Ryan, if you don't get this right, Abby's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna not tell her if I. Uh, no, 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 no. If you get this wrong, I'm putting it on Twitter. I'm gonna. I will tweet at her and say you may want to listen to some trivia questions Ryan got wrong. <laughs> oh man! All right. <clears throat> Dan, let me guess how many points you're putting on this question. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely using five. <clears throat> Shoot, I'll go ahead and lock in. Might as well. Okay, Ryan, you can talk it out with the audience. Um, if you want well, to. okay. I, the one is obvious as he's on Raw now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know three for sure. I'm, I'm, God, I don't know if I want to put off 15 on this. Um, but I'm down by 10, right? As of right now, you are down by 10. Okay. Um, I like that. I like that you're, I can see here strategy being thought about in your head. I love it. I'm thinking like, <laughs> man, if I, if I lose on this one, it's going to be really hard for me to come back if I risk off 15. <clears throat> Okay, I. You know what? I think I'm gonna put all all four on it. Okay, you're going. You're putting fifteen down. Yeah. Okay. I think. Uh, well, Prince Devitt, Finn Balor. Yep. Um, Carl Anderson. Um, I think. Uh, Fale, if I remember right. And this is the one I've been going back and forth on. Tamatanga. Dan, who's your four? Uh, I was going to say Finn Balor, um, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks. Okay. The correct answer is Prince. I would have expected Prince Devitt or Finn Balor. Carl Anderson. Bad Luck Fale and Tama Tonga. Ryan nailed it. Oh, man. <laughs> Abby, that was for you. <laughs> <laughs> Round one. I'm not going to get banned from my own website. Thank there you God. go. Round two, question two. What wrestler starred in the movie Ed Wood? So I got ten and five left. Yes, okay. Um, I go a five on this one. Okay. I'm going ten. Ten. All right. Anybody locking in? Everybody know? Yeah. Okay. What are you guys answering? Uh, was it was George Steele in that movie? Dan, what's your answer? Uh, big show. The correct answer is George the Animal Steel. Ooh, yes. Man, Ryan is roaring back. Have y'all seen Ed Wood? I remember when he died and we had the article up on Top Row Press. That, that's where I knew it from. I've never seen it. 
He was actually really good in that movie. Um, he actually he was a wrestler playing a wrestler that had turned into an actor. So he was playing like Tor Johnson or something like that, and it, 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 he he was really actually pretty funny in the role. Hmm. Uh, last one. So Dan is going to be using. I think you used your 10 there, so you're doing 15 Yeah, I'd be using all my 15, yeah. And Ryan will be doing 10. The last question before the finale question is, who was the last ECW champion, not WWE CW? (laughs) Real ECW. Yes, correct, correct. (coughs) Locked in. Okay, Dan is locked in. Okay. Ryan, what do you got? What do you think? What are you thinking? Taz. I was I was gonna say Mike Awesome, but uh, he was in WCW, but I'm pretty sure. So let's see, Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. The correct answer is Rhino. Oh yes, jeez. <laughs> It's a close game, actually, going into the um, final question. The score well, when is... Did, oh, hold on. Okay. Rhino Wait, was... Rhino, when did Rhino win it? Uh, he won it... He, now you're going to make me have to go back. I already verified all this stuff. Look over this crap <laughs> twice. You're going to make me look Mike over Awesome it again. Because Mike Awesome had it. He got, he got sold out to WCW. Yeah. And but, they, had to, they had to put the belt on Taz, who was signed with WWE. Yeah, but that was before the company closed. Okay. Um, he and Rhino got Rhino was the champion as that company closed the uh, closed the door. Okay, I think yeah, I think I remember now. I think I think you're right. I think Rhino right. Rhino won yeah. the World Heavyweight Championship on January seventh, two thousand one, at Guilty as Charged, defeating Sandman in a squash match. Immediately after, the Sandman had won the title from Steve Carino in a three way tables, ladders, chairs, and canes match. He defended the title twice afterwards, defeating the Sandman on January twelfth and Spike Dudley. On January 13, 2001, on the last two ECW shows before ultimately becoming the final world heavyweight champion, a world television champion due to the company folding in April. Hmm. Don't doubt I, yeah, my me. Instant, my instant thought was Mike Awesome, and then I remembered that terrible run he had in WCW, and I was like, oh, wait, that can't be Mike Awesome. And then I was kind of thrown for a loop. <laughs> yeah, but yeah you're right. I, I do remember that now. Because Guilty as charges. Run. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Guilty as charged is like practically their last show. Those other two were never televised, I don't think, right? They're just house shows. I think so. You know, the end. Of, I gotta watch. I got that. Actually, makes me want to watch the rise and fall of ECW again, which is one of the best <laughs> W or ECW, one of the best DVDs WWE put out. I'm pretty totally sure Guilty as Charged was at Hammerstein in New York, and I think that was. Basically, their last show. That sounds right. What's really funny is like the terrible last run of Mike Awesome really didn't even matter because he was guaranteed a million dollars no matter what he did. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, do y'all remember that That 70s guy? That 70s guy, yeah. Oh, that was so bad. (laughs) Didn't he like, didn't he like do a, and and maybe I I just, I'm couch booking here, but didn't he once do a Mike Awesome only likes fat chicks thing or something? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, he did. I I thought, to myself, like as I was asking that question, like, man, that's a horrifically bad gimmick to give somebody. Was it was it was it him um at the revival of ECW one night stand where he was wrestling and you can see Mike Johnson of PW Insider just cussing him out the entire match? Maybe Have you ever noticed that? I'm I'm pretty sure like uh in oh five when they did the reunion show. 
uh, Mike Johnson, if you know what he looks like, he's in the front row and he is just screaming cuss words at him like the whole match. Well, wh- why? <laughs> Did Mike Johnson like, like Mike Awesome? Yeah, I, I gotta go back and watch that. I think it's I think it's Mike Awesome he was screaming at. Where, huh. But Mike Johnson, the wrestling journalist, is in the front row, and I'm pretty sure it's it's some guy on the card. I, I'm pretty sure it was Mike Awesome, and he, like Mike Awesome's right in front of him on the rail on the outside, and he's just like you mf'er and all this stuff. He's just like screaming in his ear. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of awkward actually. <laughs> what I remember is Mike Awesome going. What I remember from that show is Mike Awesome going for. Um, a dive or something over the top rope and he does it wrong and the guy catching him just goes oh fuck and you could see it on camera hilarious yeah so <laughs> before i ask the final question we have to lock in your wagers um guys what are you wagering on this question what's our totals right now again right now ryan is in the lead 30 to 25 oh my god this is no way! Sweating 20. over that's, here. That's twenty. 30. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is thirty-five to twenty-five. Oh, 30. Okay. Okay. Um. So we declare our wager beforehand. Yeah. 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 Okay. <clears throat> see. Okay. Dan, what are you wagering? Um, I'll wager. You said twenty-five to thirty-five, right? Actually, hold on. I'm make, looking my math over. Maybe only twenty. You didn't get anything right that second round, did you? I don't think so. No. So you have twenty. Sorry. Golly, this. Uh, it's like I'm a horrible host or something. Thirty-five <laughs> to twenty. That's it. Thirty-five to twenty. All right. Well, I guess I'm doing twenty then. Okay, Dan's <laughs> putting it all on the line. Ryan? Uh, 14. 14. That's, that's an interesting... Okay. <laughs> Just to make me do math, right? <laughs> All right. I'm, yeah, I, I think I should save for that. I am going to um, give you a list of accolades. I want you to tell me who the wrestler is. He right. was a world heavyweight champion four times, world tag team champion three times, WWE champion two times, WWE tag team champion one time. He was uh, a two-time Royal Rumble winner, uh, OVW heavyweight champion, and he was PWI's most improved wrestler of the year, wrestler of the year, and ranked at one point number one on the 500 best single wrestlers in the PWI 500. Hmm. This is big. I can't. I can't screw up here. You <laughs> <laughs> he said four-time world heavyweight champion. Yep. Run. Run through it again. Four-time world heavyweight champion. Three-time world tag team champion. Two-time WWE champion. One-time WWE tag team champion. Two-time Royal Rumble winner. OVW heavyweight champion. Uh, in PWI, he won Most Improved Wrestler of the Year, Wrestler of the Year, and at one point was ranked number one on the 500 best single wrestlers in the PWI 500. Hmm. That OVW thing makes me think it's two different people, and I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> Shit. 
Oh, God. All right. I know it's one of two people. Who's going first here? That's up to you guys. Uh, whoever wants to lock in, the other person can think it out. Um. All right. I think. I think. Screw it. I. All right. I know. I'm going with. Okay. I feel like it might be one of them, just based on current events. <sighs> but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that way too. <laughs> uh, but then the uh. That right, four-time sorry. world and two-time WWE's thrown me off, though. Yeah. Okay. I think. Well, actually, because of that, I think I know who it is. All right. Okay. I'm ready. Dan, you can I'm think. Out, Dan, you can think out loud for a minute if you want to. Tell people what you're thinking. What's going through your head? <sighs> I'll tell you what's going through my head. I don't know the fucking answer. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'll well, I'll lock it in. Okay, what do you got? Randy Orton. You're saying Orton. Okay. So I was debating between Orton and Batista, and then I remembered Randy Orton's tweet about his 13 title reigns, so it can't be Randy Orton. So that mean it means it is the star of Guardians of the Galaxy himself, Mr. Batista. The correct answer is Dave Batista. Yes. Very good. Yes. Very good, yes. man. Dan, you end up with nothing. <laughs> stupid, stupid, uh, stupid. Well, I'm just I'm just gonna lay this out here. I've never won trivia, so I don't expect you <laughs> don't expect how you you know think I'm going to win. <laughs> I think next week I think Dan has to do the research next week and Derek's gotta play. Yeah, that's what I actually I think uh Dan has a segment written up for us, so yeah. Maybe, may, well, he's probably gonna screw me over big time, and you know, ask me a bunch of. Yeah, I've, I've already himself. picked out the questions. It's four horseman trivia, so that'll be fun. That'll be nice. fun. You better, better do some studying, <laughs> Ryan. Man, what do you what what do you know? That else? question. That go, go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was gonna say that question really threw me off because my first instinct was Orton, and then I was like, man, Derek's really been on Orton's case lately, like we all have. He's throwing us us a curve. He's definitely going Randy Orton on this one, just trying to throw us off. But then then I remember Randy Orton. (laughs) I remembered Randy Orton, you know, in his comments about how many titles he had. And I was like, wait a second. He's he's had the world title more times. If I would have said, Dan, if I would have said he was a world tag team champion with Ric Flair and John Cena, would that have helped? Not really. Or or he won a tag team title with Rey Mysterio? Orton? No, no. Batista was, yeah. Batista was tag team. Or titles. what if I would have said Royal Rumble winner in 2005 and 2014? Well, that wouldn't have worked with me because Orton's a two time. Yeah, but 2014, when he so. won, the, the fucking internet lost its mind when um, he won that Royal Rumble over. Was that, was Daniel Bryan in that Royal Rumble? 14? Yeah. I think that was. Uh, that was like Punk's last show, I believe. Yeah, was that when he got his bell rung in the middle of the match? Something yeah. Like that. Anyway, I mean, Punk was like the first entrant, wasn't he? And that, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. There's been so first or second Rumble. entrant. It seems like every year we all get built up for the Royal Rumble, and then we just lose our shit because Roman Reigns comes in at number thirty, and there's no surprises <laughs> in the Rumble or 
Yeah, but I like think that. Brian was was in it too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Ryan, where can folks find you on social media and pimp all your stuff? <laughs> Cheap plugs. All right. That's you can right. find my personal account at Historical Ryan, and uh, of course the website Top Rope Press at Top Rope Press. Uh, we do the official podcast of Top Rope Press is Top Rope Nation. The Twitter is at TR Nation Podcast. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean. Um, YouTube, <laughs> basically everywhere you get your wrestling entertainment. And we've had Derek on a few times too. Dan's Ooh, been on, so yeah, it's a good time. Check you us know, out. Yeah, go back and find that episode where we did the first ever Super Pod. <laughs> that was a really good time. That was right before WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, that was. That was a fun episode too. That was a fun episode. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. we are definitely going to have to do this again. Maybe we can get you one time to write up a trivia segment to see how bad you can fool us. I, yeah, I'd I'm, love I'm, to. I'm actually kind of upset y'all didn't get Rhino. I'm really upset about that one. I feel kind of bad about it. Mike Awesome threw me off. I blame Mike Awesome. <laughs> Fucking I, Mike I'm, awesome. I'm going to call Mike Johnson and get him to bitch him out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that trivia segment. Uh, as we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, guys, I ask you, who is your... Superstar of the week. We'll start with our guest, Fred. The Maharaja. Who else? Right? Mahal, your WWE champion. Dan. I got to go with gender. Okay. Well, just to be different, I'll go with Tommaso Ciampa for making the turn yeah. at the end of NXT. That's a good one, too. Folks, thank you for listening. Downloading the easiest way to get to this podcast is to subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, leave a five-star review and read that. We will read them on the air. Folks, you've been listening to the Oversell Podcast. At the Lord of KFAB Connection. Oh, shit. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, fuck. Hey, while you're out there, sharkdropper.com, head on over there. Blog Talk Radio, thank you, that's our host. I'm just going to go out over the music at the letter K, F-A-B-E, Connection on Twitter. Thank you, Fred, for coming on the show. <laughs>